Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I feel fun out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the pole? Like I said, you will find out in this podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a category uh, that barely makes sense as a category, but we have to make the game hard, so there it is. For example, this week we're looking for the best game that you'll never forgive, like how Tom will never forgive any of us for his hairline. Uh, I'm joined today by Tom, Alex and Sharif. How are you doing? My my hairline is receding. Just a measure order. I hate, Sorry, I hate doing these Zoom, these these calls because I get to see it much more than I normally do. <laughs> I, well, I've got the ring light on at the minute, and like if I mm. lean in, I can see that it's thinner <clears> on the top <throat> than it used to be because mm. the ring light is shining through the through the hair, and it every, is um, it's quite distressing. I, I'm, I'm hairline wise, I'm not too bad from the front, but see every time like you're in a shop and you see one of those fucking mirrors, or you see yourself in a security camera from the back. And like the the sheer like horror of the lack of hair I have on the back of my head now is is like, yeah, I, 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 I'm usually blissfully unaware of the fact that I'm bald on the top of my head, but now it's like, oh, I hate thinking about it. It's just it's just a reminder that you're you're going to be dead soon, isn't it? All right. So on that note, uh, Alex, let's hear from you first. What is your best game uh, that you'll never forgive? Sometimes I, I choose stuff uh, for this podcast that is like the logical mm, choice, you know, uh, based on my knowledge of history and stuff. And sometimes I choose something that I'm choosing for me. And this is one of those occasions. Um, so my pick is Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, yeah. And it's just, it, it is a deeply personal thing to me, I guess, but words can't quite describe how um serious me and my friends were about street fighter at that period of our lives mm. um, we used to have fight nights regularly we would go to physical tournaments and compete against other people we would play online at least once a week yeah you know had a mountainous stack of arcade sticks i think at that point in my life i owned like six or seven sticks um and i was really quite good as well that's that's the other element um and so naturally really excited for street fighter cross second um and these were those glory days when uh when you would be able to get early builds of games and publishers wouldn't shit themselves um <laughs> and so I, I have very vivid and very fond memories of having a 360 dev kit and a not quite final, but relatively near final. It had almost all the characters in it. Build of Street Fighter Cross Tekken um, quite early. And, you know, uh, playing that, labbing that with the lads, like having the lads over and just sort of like um, mm. within the terms of the embargo, I should be clear. Um, 
like you know after the preview embargo had expired we were allowed to play with other people which as long as we didn't like take it in public so i had friends over to my house and we would lab it and basically the long story short is that game had loads of potential and was really interesting um really interesting case of asset reuse where basically half the game was built already because almost all the street fighter characters were just taken from four they they added a couple of new ones sort of so all the street fighter characters weren't familiar but so there was a few that were different but they reused a lot of stuff from four basically and then they had to build all the tekken characters and they did a really good job of reimagining the tekken characters in a 2d space reimagining classic tekken combos in a 2d fighter all that sort of stuff um but the preview build that i had was significantly far superior to the final build of the game that launched because the final build of the game was where they crowbarred in a bunch of microtransaction bullshit um, with mm. all the gems. They had the gem system oh, and all right. that sort of stuff. Jesus. So the, the, the gems were microtransactions that you could buy. So when you went into battle, you needed to equip, well, you could equip gems in order to change the parameters, increase your attack, speed, defense, health, whatever. Um, this is the dark days of Capcom. Yeah, and gems all had pros and cons, um, but also it was balanced in such a way where if you didn't have gems, you would get timeouts all the time because you wouldn't be dealing enough damage. Um, and said so people on Twitch used to call it Street Fighter Cross Timeout. Um, <laughs> and in the end, the truth is, Street Fighter Cross Second did get to a relatively decent place. I have some fond memories of. Um, the last time it was at Evo, I think, where obviously because it's a two-player game as well, it's not a two-player game, but because it's a tag game, when they ran it at Evo, they actually ran it as a tag tournament. So you had players paired off, which was a really fun dynamic. (laughs) And so you had two-on-two sitting in front of screens. um, And so the guy next to you would be nudging you to tag. And Me and my friends played it in a similar way as well. And it did get there in the end. But I truly could just never forgive it for all that microtransaction stuff. And the thing is, the audience couldn't forgive it either. So Capcom did a pretty good job, I think, of rescuing that game. And like the version of that game where if you... I mean, it's on, it's 360, right? So the version of that game where you get a disc, you put that disc into your 360 um, or your PS3 and you play that game, perhaps not the Vita version, who knows? Um, the version of the game that you get today... you. You download the patches. It's actually pretty decent, but the game never recovered. Um, it never got. It never came back from all that. Um, and <laughs> it's it's it, it's sad. And then the secondary element of this is um, really for me and my friends. Um, we also never one hundred percent recovered from cross checking, in the sense that it really threw a bucket of cold water over our Street Fighter obsession. And although we all still love Street Fighter and we played quite a lot of five, it's never been the same as it was in that heyday of four. And I really hope that six brings that back and I've got high hopes for that. It'll bring that feeling back. But that's the other thing I can't forgive it for. So there, there's there's two elements to this. The first is that I, can't, I couldn't forgive it for the gems. Mm-hmm. And therefore, even when the game got better, it, even boosting it left a bad taste in my mouth. And the second element is um, I can never forgive it for how it hyped us up, let us down, and really damaged our our love for Street Fighter at that time. 
So I'm a bit surprised, Donaldson, because from, from what you said to me this morning on Slack, I thought you were just going to go off on one about Star Trek Picard and not even bother <laughs> mentioning video games at all. Uh, speaking of we'll things that, that we won't. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that we can't forgive. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, I suppose uh, we can't go off on one about Star Trek because Tom was really annoyed. The whole gang is back. It's, uh, yeah, the whole gang is back and it's terrible. Um, it's Wolf right. in it. It's Wolf in it. He's going to be in it at some point. Is, yeah. is Jordan in the Forge in it? Yeah. Is the Forge yeah. in it? Is yeah. Diana Wolf's Troy in be... it? Yeah. Wolf's going to be Wesley the gate. Crusher Wolf's in it. Be the mysterious Wesley Crusher. Don't know if Wesley, Wesley Crusher was in the last one. Wesley Crusher was in the last season. Don't is, know if he's going to be in this one. Is his mum in Doesn't it? Doesn't make any sense. His mum's in, yeah. in it. His mum's in it. Is Data in it? Well, it's going to be kind of. It's going to be Law, isn't it? Is the engine man in it? Is the engine room man in it? What? Miles? I don't know. Is he Scottish? Can't remember. Yeah. That's, you mean like Scotty from the original series? No, funnily enough, he's not in it. No, not him. <laughs> Someone he's else. thinking of Miles. He's thinking of Miles O'Brien. Are you, th- are you thinking, thinking of Colin Meany? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to show you my knowledge of Star Trek I, Next I Generation. I'm quite impressed, impressed, to be fair. Like Star Trek The Next Generation of geriatrics. <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> like star trek the fucking knackered generation uh, all, right. all right okay so uh like me and donaldson needed to get that off our chest uh slight more about star trek aside sharif what have you got for us today okay so uh i my pick is dark souls 2 uh and <laughs> okay. i hate that game uh because i love it so, a uh, little bit of a backstory. Uh, I was never really a fan of uh, from software's from software's games. Uh, I bought a PS3 very late, and Demon Souls was always one of the games that everyone recommended. It's like, oh, you need to check this out. It's like, you know, right along the Uncharted's and everything else. Yeah. Uh, so I bought it. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's it's on the pile. I'll check it out. And I checked. It, I was like, this is this is really bad. Like, this runs really bad. I die very quickly. Why? What are people smoking? Recommending this game? Moved on. <laughs> Didn't think about it. Years later, Dark Souls 1 comes out, and it's coming out on PC. And so, obviously, before it was on Xbox 360, uh, I didn't care. Uh, and it comes to PC, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this seems like the follow-up to that. I'll check it out, I guess. And then the PC version, famously, was terrible at launch. Uh, it took modders uh, uh, a few weeks to like get it fixed and get it appropriate. So I was like, oh, so it runs like crap. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to pay attention. So I just moved on again, like second, second strike. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 comes out and I look at this game. And I was like, man, and people keep telling me, you need to play this. You're going to love this. You need to play this. I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be the one that gets me into it. So I, I very clearly remember the first time I, I, I started playing it. Uh, I downloaded a, a pirated version of the game. Because uh, I was like, I'm not spending money on this, and then just uh, it, I'm gonna hate it. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. be like, I'm gonna do- use it as a sort of demo, uh, a questionable like ethical decision, sure. But like, I just wanted to play the game to see it. Yeah, PG two four seven doesn't condone piracy. Uh, no, circumstances, I do not. But carry on. Uh, and my story will prove that I do not condone piracy. <laughs> in fact, uh, anyway, uh, I remember having a, uh, an exam the the next day, so I was like, uh, I usually like say, uh, don't sleep before before an exam. Uh, I just crunch everything and just go, uh, go to the, the exam in the morning. So I remember starting at about six or seven in the evening. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to put a couple hours into it and see what's going on for this game. 
Uh, and then I was like, I feel like really, I play and I'm just playing, enjoying it. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling really thirsty. I'm going to go get some water. And it's like two in the morning. And I was like, what the fuck? Have I been playing this game for like six hours? Uh, <laughs> nonstop. So I was like, okay, I stopped. I continued studying. And then I came back home, bought the game. It was like, I need to start for realsies. Like, I need to finish this game. And then I need to think. And from that moment on, I have been such a fan of their work and all the games that sort of stand in the vicinity of the Souls likes. Uh, uh, and to the point that I now know that Dark Souls is really the worst the worst one they have ever made, the worst one of those games. Uh, uh, and there's so many ambitious things that they did that never really paid off until Elden Ring in terms of scale, in terms of like uh, uh, mechanics and so many other things. Hmm. Uh, but I just, right now, I hate it. Like I say, I hate it. It is a love-hate relationship, but I hate it because it has ruined other games for me. Like I look at like a, you know, a Horizon or an Assassin's Creed and I just play those for an hour and I'm like, this is, this is not engaging. This combat is not good. This level design is so samey. I don't. I don't want to play this. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas I'm such a fiend for Elden Ring, and like uh, even there's a sort of like a joke around the side that I just keep playing all the indie like Souls like key stuff. That even though like they look kind of terrible, but I'm like oh, I have a soft spot for this. I'm gonna appreciate it on a level that other people might not. You know, like last year it was uh, Thymesia and uh, a bunch of other games. Uh, uh, the, the 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 game with the French automatons that I forget the name of. Uh, or sort of also theorizing, sort of like theorizing, yeah. Uh, so yeah, those games are, I can safely say, are objectively not good, but I still enjoyed them because I'm like a sucker for that stuff, and so I have been ruined forever by Dark Souls too. <laughs> I, uh, you know what, I've heard that a few times actually from people who love uh, Souls, Souls like games um, uh, about how specifically Assassin's Creed always comes up for some reason. I think it's because. Assassin's Creed sort of like uh, pretended to be a little bit Souls-like in the later ones, even yeah. though like it doesn't have it doesn't have the uh, the, the challenge element whatsoever because it's the easiest shit you can possibly ever play. Um, so uh, yeah, I've heard it a couple of times about how people people get into Souls-like games and it's like all of a sudden like so many <laughs> other games were just ruined for me. It's just yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed just just failed to like engage my brain properly. And you know what? I will never get into Souls-like games because I'm terrible at them. But like one day you will. One day you will. I'm I'm uh, I'm really disincentivized from ever getting into them because if one of the side effects is no longer being able to play assassin's creed and i love assassin's creed uh, deep within my soul then i i don't know what i what i don't know what i'd do so um yeah so, so, so that, that that definitely tracks and also dark souls 2 isn't dark souls 2 like infamously like the as you say it's the worst one right yeah, it's looked down upon by the community, but at the time I didn't have any reference point. It was like the mm. new thing that I wanted to play, and it's, it was like the third game of mm. like people saying, "You need to try this. You're gonna love this." And mm. I was like, "I tried it once. Uh, uh, I didn't love it. Never I tried again. it again. <laughs> I tried Not it again." Mm. Uh, uh, but I was still, I could still see some sort of like, uh, uh, like from a distance, ah, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll enjoy this. But it was just like mm. almost like circumstances fighting against me. But yeah, Dark Souls is is very much looked down upon by the community. Yeah. Uh, uh, but ironically, if you play it now and you see the the uh, inception of so many of the ideas that they did in Elden yeah. Ring that only really made sense in Elden Ring, like it was so it was way too ambitious for its own good. Uh, mm. And you can actually like trace that back. Like they share the same director 
uh, not yeah. Miyazaki, but the I was just about under, to say that. Yeah, <clears throat> the person under Miyazaki, like you can see, uh, this was sort of his pitch stick for like, if we can do this, but the engine, I guess, or the tech or whatever at the time mm. was like, this is this is too much, uh, uh, and so they toned it down in three and obviously learned. But yeah, uh, it's a, such a I just treasure that game for ruining my love for like other games slash making me enjoy the the what, what i think are some of the best games ever made yeah okay fair enough i mean yeah uh that definitely tracks with it's things a good, it's I a good pitch i'd say it's a good pitch that is yeah okay okay all right now uh you've just heard tom's voice there I feel like he's gaslighting. Almost sarcastically, very mockingly. (laughs) I I think that's a good choice. Praising your series pitch there. All right, Tom, what have you got for us? Hmm. I mean, it was good. It's a good choice, but I've got such a good story that it's just you won't have any choice, Jim, (laughs) but to pick my one, right? So last episode, I didn't didn't have a story, right? Uh I just, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't really be bothered. This this time, (laughs) I've got a proper. I'd some you might say an epic tale. It's a bit sad. I'll brace you, it's quite sad. Right? Oh. So right. okay. um Trap it so into don't, this one. Don't, don't laugh at points because it is actually sad. It's not a joke, right? So um two thousand and two. I was about twenty odd, I don't know. I can't remember exactly when this happened, but I was back home. I was at university in that period, but I was back home um at this particular point. I was taking the, I was going into town, but also taking the dog for a walk, right? Um, with my brother. Um, one of us could hold the dog outside and we went to go into a shop, etc. I was going yeah. into town to buy um, what was ended up going to be one of the most influential games uh, of all time, Morrowind. Um, so, <laughs> oh, geez. I see what's happening. I was, that's almost beside the point, right? I was walking the dog into town uh, with my brother and the way into town, like most of it is quite quiet, but there is one very busy road, right? Incredibly busy road. That then didn't have a um, a crossing or anything. It was one of those roads where you've got like, it's, t- it's normal two lane, but there's a bit where there's like a third lane because uh, you have to pull into the middle to then turn off. So it, it, at points, it's quite a hard road to cross, right? Um, we had the dog on the lead, and then we'd gone into town. It was fun. We got Morrowind uh, on Xbox. Excellent. Um, all very happy to get back. Coming back, road was terrible. It was probably like three-ish. So I think it was like school closing time. It was super busy. And mm. um, the dog got off the lead, right? Mm. Charged mm. out into the road. Busy. Cars everywhere. Um and then um, we got him back. It was fine. Dog was fine. Nothing bad happened at all. Um, walked home as normal. Um, played Morrowind. Um, and it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest fucking lead up. <laughs> uh, I think it would have felt better if you had played it on PC. So hang on a minute. What's the story here? Your, your dog didn't die and you didn't like Morrowind. Yeah. That's it. That's the story. Right. What's the... Mm. Okay. I mean, and Morrowind, the Xbox not, version of Morrowind as well, right? Not only yeah. was disappointing in that it was so boring and tedious, <laughs> but also 
it spawned years and years and years of Jim and his Morrowind stuff. And then, oh, people just choose Morrowind to win on the podcast. They choose the Bethesda RPG to win on the podcast. No, so, I, I think I mean, this multiple, is the first time anyone's chosen Morrowind. For multiple reasons, Yeah, I can't forgive Morrowind. For the rise of Bethesda in general, <laughs> for their for their apparently for the rise of Jim Trinker. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the way now it's latched onto our oh, Jim. You like Morrowind, don't you, Jim? I'll win a podcast because I mentioned some RPG mechanic. Um, Is that Morrowind's fault? Yes, for the purpose of this podcast, <laughs> it is. Okay. So you can, you can never forgive Morrowind for giving mm. me a sort of running joke in my career. But Jim, remember you love Morrowind. It's yeah. one of your favourite games, right? Uh, What's this podcast called? I, I, Best game. I think I, I, think I love game. the. I, I think I love the idea of Morrowind more than Morrowind well, itself at this point. Do you prefer um, Morrowind to Dark Souls Two or yeah. Street Fighter X Tekken? That goes without saying, but uh, there we go. I about, think it's not. I think that's done, not right? about, that's It's done. not about me, is it, Tom? <laughs> um, it is actually. It is about you. I suppose it is, isn't it? Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, you've convinced me. All right, uh, we're going to cut to an ad break slash jingle, and then I'm going to pick something. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay. Right. Well, I think you've been very cynical and manipulative, Tom. Right? And, uh, <laughs> I told and you a very sad story. It's a real story. It, was, it wasn't a sad story, really, was it? It was a story about how your dog survived. That's not yeah. sad. That's just yeah, you, your, dog was, your dog was momentarily in danger and it was fine. Not do you sad. Tell you, do you want me to tell you another actual sad story quickly? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, can just actually, you can just add playing more at the end of any sad this story. Is actually, this is actually sad, right? I yeah. signed up to, you know this story, Jim, but other listeners don't. I signed mm. up to some tasting tests for popcorn, gourmet <laughs> popcorn, right? Yeah. Gourmet popcorn, it's free. It's like you send, they send you your, their new flavors and you test mm. them, give them mm -hmm. some feedback, but you get the free popcorn. So I'll do that. It's fine. I like a bit of gourmet popcorn, not just the plain <laughs> old boring popcorn. So signed mm -hmm. up. I was like, oh, you've got a package coming. It's coming today. Make sure you're in for it, etc. Give us feedback, and then you might get more free popcorn. I was like, "Oh, great! I have this. We're watching Independence Day. We've got some free gourmet popcorn. Package one. Taste it. Plain salt. Plain salt flavored popcorn. Right? The worst popcorn. Not, not gourmet in any way, though, is it? It's not gourmet popcorn. Salt depends on the salt. Bag, it's sea salt. Bag, That's good to say. Yeah. Bag two. Salt with some sweet stuff on it. So. That's, that's a sad story there, isn't it, Jim? That's not... I mean, it's got nothing to do with Morrowind, though, is it? Apart from... It, if I like, memories of the sadness I had when I played you Morrowind. You texted me when it happened, and then I was enjoying a bag of salted caramel popcorn, and you were mm. annoyed about that. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that uh, halfway through that story, Sharif just got up and left. 
He doesn't like popcorn. He's got a, he's got a thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, you put me in such a position, Tom, because I'm so I'm so like my I'm so in, intertwined career wise with Morrowind. Oh, am I? Oh, is it just a running joke? But I mean, uh, Street Fighter X Tekken sounds like a terrible game, actually, and. Uh, uh, Definitely representative of the worst of a really shitty time for video games yeah. in general. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's that's not really selling it. Um, I mean, Sharif as well has picked has picked what is uh, classically regarded as, as he said, classically regarded as the worst Souls game. I do want right? to say about Cross Second though. I, I can't. I, maybe I didn't belabor it enough when I talked about it, but. That's the real pain is that it's this creation that is fucked up by, well, was fucked up by a lot of the worst proclivities of that era. Yeah. But underneath it, there was a really good, really interesting fighting game. And they actually did get it there in the end. But by the time they got it there, it was too late. Everyone had, everyone had moved on. It could not be forgiven. And that's the problem. All right. Okay. So, but it was, it was bad when you played it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sharif's back now because uh, having probably calculated that the popcorn story is finally over. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't know what to pick. I don't know. I, I, I'm genuinely stumped on this one, but I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Dark Souls 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's the continues. worst. The worst of all the Souls I'm gonna, games. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the with, best game. I'm going to go with Dark Souls 2. I'm going to go with Dark Souls 2 because I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone uh, would accept that Dark Souls 2 is a worse game than Morrowind. <laughs> right? I would. And I hate Morrowind. <laughs> you would in this, you would in this instance, uh, instance, Tom. But even in your pitch, you said it was crap. That was the punchline of your yeah, pitch. But you, Morrowind you, is bad. You don't. You love it. It's, it's not about me, though, is it? It's about the it game. You, you just and, chose it. It's uh, all about you, Jim. And uh, Donaldson. What about uh, my dog? Street, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. <laughs> no, you, you just said I, the dog is fine. I also don't think anyone will accept that Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Is uh, is a better game than Dark Souls Two? <laughs> <laughs> so I think. <laughs> so I think uh, I think Sharif's won it. Um, Jim, even Jim, though all I... three of you, actually, all three of you this week said the game was crap, but fine, okay. Um, Jim, yeah. just as a, as a as a question, if my dog had been hit by a car, would yeah. I have won? No, because <laughs> I'd have because... had the memory attached to Morrowind. It'd have been. Uh, they'd have been like sealed together as like well, one memory. Fault. It's not Morrowind's fault that your dog was momentarily in danger, though, is it? Well, I suppose <laughs> not. But I mean, it was the reason I went out. What happened to that dog? Is that is, is the dog is dead, the dog deceased dead now? now? It's dead now. <laughs> Twenty years ago, Jim. Right. I was just going to say. So, is the trauma of the dog eventually dying, presumably of old age? Uh, did it did yeah. it move to a ripe old age? It moved out. I never saw it again. And then um, <laughs> it has It's a great died. image. That just, that so you really, weren't that uh, attached to the dog, you're saying, really? That, that really well, evokes was... the image of the dog packing its bags. 
I mean, it was my uncle's dog. My uncle lived with me at the time, living in yeah. our house. And uh, but it was this dog was like the dog of the, the house for all my childhood. So it was right, really okay. our our dog. But it was all oh, right. So by the time Morrowind yeah. came out, the, this dog was on its last legs. Really, like you wouldn't have been a surprise. Something would have got it eventually. What if it was? What if it was Morrowind that drove it away? It, it ran off the yeah. leash when you got it as a sort of sign to let you know. And then uh, you played Morrowind at home, and the dog was like, "Oh fuck this! I'm backing off." Backing yeah. Shit. Yeah, it could have been. Could have yeah, been. yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Um, I just I can't I can't accept the link between the two things because you know when when Bill Cliff does it, he ties them together really well. Tom, you got to work on that. All right. Um, well, I made the, I came up with this literal in minutes. Bill Cliff's there workshopping it with his, with his wife. <laughs> All right, okay, look, Dark Souls 2 is the best game that Sharif can't forgive and uh, and it's going in. All right, let's uh, let's leave it there before before things get heated. <laughs> like I said you will find out in this year podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us get the word out. Uh, we're not just a podcast, of course. If you'd like to hear more from the team, then check out vg247.com for our fantastic news coverage, features, reviews, and game guides. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Transport links are pretty great here in Scotland. Your cars and aeroplanes, therefore, Nordsman. Look, at this point, it's just the outro, right? It's just the outro. This is the outro now. You want to cross the fourth of and There's only one way. Scott Rail. Every minute someone's taking Scott Rail. Not cutting reels or humpback wheels. No Scott Rail. A bop, a bop, Paul Glasgow Central. And McKeithing, Bathgate Bethel. What do you Just jump onto a Scott Rail. Your drum get yourself